This is Chris, and this is the Bottom Line Podcast, where Sundays are for football, cash and winners, and hitting dingers. Welcome to NFL Week 3. Once again, without Clayton this week, I think I didn't necessarily ask him to join this week after the gruesome Nick Chubb season-ending injury. Um, I almost felt bad to ask if he wanted to talk football because I didn't really want his mind on the Browns. He was hurting for a couple days afterwards, so I wanted to give him a chance to just relax for a little bit. Hopefully we can get him on next week, um, get together and do the podcast again like we used to. Um, we'll go into a quick recap just of last week's pick. I, don't, I got Clayton's maybe at some point, but I haven't been able to find them. Um, myself, though, 7-8-1, and one, not looking great against the spread. Uh, that puts us at 14-17-1 overall for picking every game against the spread. Uh, Locks did go 1-1-1, one, one, and one. had the Lions, the Dolphins, and the Saints. Saints were the push. Lions lost, Dolphins the win. Uh, overall, 2-3-1 and one, uh, for my locks of the year. So not terrible, not great, just about the same as my regular uh, picks. So have to make some moves there. Um, we'll start out with some other interesting facts, Some just some things I read from over the weekend and into this week. Uh, C.J. Stroud now has 300 or has more 300-yard passing games than Justin Fields in his career uh, after Sunday. It's just not a great look for Fields. And I might as well just go ahead and rattle off another one about Fields. There's a couple more, actually. Um, the Bears have lost 12 straight games going back to last year. They're the first team in NFL history to lose 12 in a row and give up 25 or more in every single one of them. Mm, not a great look. Um, another <laughs> Justin Fields has thrown as many touchdowns to opposing teams this year then he has his own team, two touchdown passes, two pick sixes. Um, one more, Justin Fields one. Um, and it's 27 games that he's started so far in the NFL. They're 5-22. and 22. He's been sacked 101 times. Completion percentage just under 60%. Thrown 26 touchdowns to 24 INTs. Has fumbled 31 times. Only lost eight of those to note. Um, averaging just 156.5 passing yards per game in his career. After rushing for over 1,000 yards last season, he has only carried the ball 13 times in two games. I just want to leave leave that there. I feel bad putting pots in a, pots and Gus out like that, but big stories coming out of Chicago this week. Um, not great. Lost the defensive coordinator, walks away from the team. They put out a statement I didn't see, but there was some speculation that it was a lot worse than maybe uh, – early on and current and so I'm not really sure what the details were on that I didn't look too much into it it's the Bears um Justin Fields comes out firing at his coaches saying that possibly the reason he's not playing well is coaching comes back 30 minutes later not even in the locker room calls him back in or whatever and says uh, his words were taken out of context but when you blatantly say coaching it's kind of tough to say that your words were taken out of context um there was a nice video today of them hugging on the field uh, on the practice field. So that was that was good to see. Um, I do want to get into all of the injuries. Like I said, the Nick Chubb injury, very tough to see. Um, they signed Kareem Hunt for a one-year deal. Hopefully, uh, he'll probably work out for him. But that that's such a touch, tough loss. They were playing so decently well, too, against the Steelers. Um, Deshaun Watson's probably not it. But um, they were probably going to win that game if they had Chubb in. Sadly, not going to work out. Um, 
the other injury, and I just I just saw something about it here recently, is that um, the Cowboys, the Trevon Diggs suffers a torn ACL. The Cowboys team that everyone thought is probably the best team all around is what they keep saying. That's such a tough loss for the Cowboys. I'm surprised Dax didn't get hurt or some, or maybe Pollard just to for the line of injuries they always they have on occasion. But that's a tough loss for that defense. Um, make it a lot interesting down the stretch without him playing. Um, I'll give a couple more a couple more stats here. Um, Broncos have lost nine straight games in which they've led at halftime. That's the longest streak in NFL history after losing to Washington this weekend. Uh, where they were up 21-14 at halftime. Once again, not a very good look. I've got a couple really bad looks. That's kind of what this is about. The other really bad look I'm, I've got is uh, Justin Herbert's last three starts slash chokes. Blew a 27-0 lead to the Chargers in the playoffs. Had the ball at the end of the game, but couldn't get into field goal ran against the Dolphins. Got the ball in OT, but went three and out against the Titans to help the Chargers start 0-2. And, and you got to start to wonder... Is he maybe not as good as they all said he was, and why did he get such a big deal? Only time will tell. I'm going to jump into another. we got a Steelers one here. Um, T.J. Watt is now the all-time sack leader in Pittsburgh. He passed James Harrison, who had 80.5 sacks in 177 games, and Watt had 81.5 sacks in 89 games. That's kind of a crazy stat. Also would have thought that someone from the Steelers would have had 100 sacks in their playing for him, considering the defense had been good for a long time. Getting to some Dolphins facts here, just because we got to cover some. Uh, longest completion allowed by the Dolphins on Sunday against the Patriots was only 14 yards. That's the lowest allowed by any by the Dolphins in any game since 12-2 of 2001 against Denver. And then Tua is averaging the fourth quickest time to throw of any QB in a game since 2020 uh, against the Patriots. He is the only QB with a time to throw under 2.2 seconds to average over eight yards, eight air yards per attempt in a game over that same span. Pretty nice stuff coming out from Tua as well. Kept on uh, leading the league in passing yards while uh, Kirk Cousins is catching up to him a little bit. Um, but nonetheless, the offense still looks good, and they did squash the Patriots pretty good. Um Get into some of the games. The Eagles-Vikings game was pretty good. Kirk Cousins just couldn't pull that out. Um, did have him clawing back, though. Um, Chiefs and Jags, it doesn't look like Trevor Lawrence can complete a red zone pass for some odd reason. Um, I don't know if it was the Chiefs defense just played it that well because he looked like he had some guys that just he just barely missed a little high on the top. Otherwise, they would have caught the ball towards the back of the end zone. Really tough look for them there, and I had them at plus three and a half. Uh, the Bills just absolutely took care of business. There's nothing much we can say there. The Seattle and Lions game was very entertaining. The Lions defense still kind of looks like it did last year, but they're not very good. Um, giving up a lot of points. And so the Lions have to be spot on. Well, they weren't today, or they weren't the other day. Um, heartbreaking loss for them. It goes to OT, and they just couldn't pull it out. Uh, didn't even get the touch ball in OT. Seattle just drove down and scored a touchdown. Got to have your defense playing better. Um, especially in the north right now where the Bears aren't anything. The Vikings are 0-2 as well. Uh, and Green Bay starts 1-1, and we'll get into that game in a little bit. You know, the Lions, this should be an easier division for them to win if they can just figure it out, if the Vikings can't figure it out, that is. 
Uh, Ravens-Bengals turned out to be a pretty good game. Uh, the Ravens ended up winning that one against the Bengals. Um, Burrow, a little bit better. Still, they did say he's still hurting. There's still some stuff wrong with him. Um, but they, they started slow last year, so I can't say that I'm that concerned. Um, Chargers and Titans turned out to be a really good game. Uh, the Titans' defense is pretty damn good. Um, or Justin Herbert's just actually not that great, which is what it seems to be. Had a chance in OT, like I said earlier, still couldn't pull out the win. Not a great look. Tannehill, Derrick Henry, get the job done. Brable, Chargers go in, they beat them in OT. Uh, the Bears and Bucks, I, I hate to even talk about this game because there was a, I, I still remember the clip and I was, I was talking to Gus about it. Dude was wide open and Fields just looked at him and then just ran the ball down right in front of the defense, like right down up the center. Right up the gut. Bad idea. Um, but in all honesty, I, I do want to point out that Gus and I were talking a little bit about this Bears team the other day. And it, it almost reminds me because it, it looks like he's just playing slower and things just start there. Like he's just not confident. And you have to wonder, uh, when Flores took over the Dolphins, he didn't want Tua, right? They picked Tua over Herbert. and he did, They didn't want Tua. Flores didn't. They got into a lot of beef with each other. And when he was the coach, and you have to wonder, is maybe the same thing happening in Chicago? Is maybe Fields not the first choice of the head coach, and that's what and that's what's happened? Um, because it's kind of what it seems like. It's like he's handicapping him. If if you ran for over a thousand yards last year, you have to think that more than likely you're going to be running the ball at least sneak quarterback sneak something like quite often, not 13 times in two games. If you run for a thousand, I, I he was their offense last year. He's still their offense this year. Now, DJ Moore gave him a little bit more support um, this past weekend. Claypool sucks. At the end of the game, they ran the three same plays, three same the same play three times in a row. Eventually, the Bucks score on him on a defensive like, on a turnover. Like it doesn't make any sense what's happening in Chicago, and I can't remember a time that I've ever seen a team start this poorly. I watched the Dolphins go one of fifteen, and the games were closer than the, it, this. This play is just horrendous. Um, Makes me feel bad for all Chicago fans everywhere. I it's really tough to watch those games. I I don't know how you continue to do so. I mean I do because I would I would do the same. But it's just tough to watch. Green Bay goes down in a shocker in Atlanta. They were winning the game. Uh, Atlanta came firing back. Desmond Ritter is now. Oh, there's my other fact that I just thought about. I think he's 26 and 0 or 30 and 0 if you count home football games. It was like collegiate and NFL, maybe even high school. Um, like undefeated at home in the, in that in his career, um, getting his first win in Atlanta there uh, to bring them to two and zero, and that NFC South that could be a close battle between them and the Saints and maybe the Bucks the way the Baker Mayfield's got them playing we can jump to uh, you know possibly three ways I don't know about Carolina they're not doing any well or anything good over there uh, Colts Texans um, Anthony Richardson has two rushing TDs. Goes out with the concussion. It's still in concussion protocol. Um, tough to see because he's had three rushing TDs and one passing TD in his career so far. Played well in the four, I mean the five, maybe six quarters ish that he's played in. Um, looks like he could be the a real the real deal and a good answer for Indianapolis, especially if Jonathan Taylor does come back and play with them. But I don't I don't know that he will. Um, looks like he actually has some uh, good ability. In the NFL, 
One QB I do want to talk about, not C or not Bryce Stroud, but CJ Young or not Bryce Young, but CJ Stroud. Wow, sorry. Um, for the Texans, actually playing pretty well. Um, not turning the ball over. He, you know, he's he's being safe with the ball. Um, he didn't keep them in the game necessarily, but it's you're seeing some almost more NFL ready style uh, than you're seeing from the Carolina rookie. Um, and it, you know. It goes to show that maybe C.J. Stroud and Ohio State were better prepared, were better better preparing him for the NFL in that regard. Uh, 49ers, Rams. This game upset me because the Rams decide to kick a field goal as time expires to go from down ten to down seven to cover the spread of plus seven and a half, which is completely outrageous that McVay did that. There had to have been something going on there because there's no reason you don't I mean I guess you don't throw the Hail Mary you're gonna lose anyway but why even kick the field goal just run the ball who cares at that point um probably the most frustrating bad beat of the week uh the Giants and the Cardinals the Giants come storming back to beat the Cardinals thank god they played a terrible first six quarters of football I think they were down 60 to nothing in their first six quarters outscored 60 to nothing Thank God they came back and did a little bit. Daniel Jones got him moving a little bit. Saquon Barkley is going to be out this week, though, after that game, getting injured in that game. Um, they didn't cover the spread, but still came back for the win. Cowboys dominated the Jets. Wasn't much there. Um, it's going to be another tough season for New York, I believe. Commanders and Broncos. That's another very interesting game. Commanders came back and won that game. Um, Sam Howell looks pretty good. Um, Russell Wilson might be out after year one with Sean Payton. Not looking the best. Don't have a lot of faith in that offense. Uh, he, they look good early on. Scored a quick three touchdowns. Um, just not much you can do after that. Get to the Sunday night game. Miami at Patriots. Um, Tua looked good. They contained Hill. The the I think he's a rookie. They had the Patriots had on Hill. Uh, played him very well. I, I know they changed their game plan up. Mostert had two touchdowns. Um, Waddle had a couple good catches and ended up with a concussion in the fourth quarter. Still in concussion protocol. I believe he's going to clear it by the end of the week. Um, but overall, it was a good game. The Patriots had an illegal touchdown because Hunter Henry was blocking too far down the field and then caught the ball. Uh, they didn't bring it back. Even the broadcaster showed it right after we got back from a commercial break. It was kind of crazy to see and how it was just allowed. There was no, you know, no one else really talked about it after that. Um, but they handled their business. Two is now 5-0 and against Bill Belichick. So we'll see if he can go 6-0 by the end of the year. Um, New Orleans and the Panthers. This game was closer than it should have been. Um, Bryce Young at one point lined up behind the incorrect lineman, which was fun to see. Uh, Derek Carr looks like he's been he's going to continue to play pretty well. Michael Thomas is a premier part of that offense. Alave didn't get as involved as he uh, traditionally has. He had that one really good catch, one-handed uh, deep ball. Um, but one thing I will say, I was reading something – and I don't know if I saved it or not, but Derek Carr's never had like a top 20 defense in the NFL. And one time he had the the top, he, they were number 20 ranked defense in the NFL. He led them to a 13 and three year in the playoffs. Um, it'd be interesting to see as the, as the Saints have a pretty good defense, if he can actually kind of do what you should do as a premier QB when you have a really good defense and that's win games and make the playoffs. As long as you can limit your mistakes. And then the Brown Steelers game, the last game on Monday night, Tough to see Nick Chubb go down. Uh, you hate to see that kind of thing. And it's the same same knee from what I hear that he injured back in 2015. 
I would venture to say he's, I mean, not only is he not going to be back this year, but it's kind of tough to come back to football after you've hurt the same leg twice. Um, it's going to, a lot of that's going to depend on all that rehab. It's just, that's just not a great situation whatsoever. Um, so we'll get into this week's games. First game, obviously, being tonight, Thursday. Um, Giants, 49ers, spread at minus 10.5. Um, I was very confident in this game until the Giants did come back. And 10.5 is a lot of points. I know Saquon Barkley's not going to play. Um, and it's in San Fran. So I'm, I'm probably going to take the Giants plus 10.5 just because I like the I like the cushion. Um and I think Daniel Jones showed some – they showed some life at the end of that game to come back and win. Uh, so it's a game I, – I, I wouldn't say that I'd like to bet it. Um, I've actually taken the over of 43-and-a-half because on Thursday nights, for some reason, the over hits a lot more, especially in games with big spreads. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with that. Um, Broncos and Miami, it's Miami minus 6-and-a-half. I, I don't see a lot of good things coming out of the Broncos here, so I'm going to also take Miami minus 6-and-a-half as my lock. Um, I've had them as my lock for this will be the third week in a row now. Uh, obviously, they're my favorite team, but regardless, I think Tua and the offense are playing well. The defense is starting to kind of click, too, um, and that's good to see. They stopped the run against the Patriots, which they could not do against the Chargers. So I, I like to see um, I like to see some Ballhawks come out of that uh, defense, too, and maybe get a pick or two. If you look at the money spread on this, though, right now, the uh, 25% of the bet slips on the spread are actually on the Bronco with 66% of the money with the 41% differential, which is pretty significant. Um, would lead most people to pick the Broncos at the plus 6.5. The next game, Colts and Ravens. Uh, this is actually the highest percentage differential. The Colts have 29% of the bet slips at 79% of the money. Um, plus 8.5. Or I've got them at the eight. So uh, the Ravens might say it's good, especially if Anthony Richardson's not going to play. I, I'm, you know, it's tough to pick the Colts, but the Ravens haven't looked great the whole time. So I'm actually going to go with the Colts at plus eight. I think this becomes about a touchdown game. Um, if he does play, this will be much closer. But I don't think he's, I think he's going to be out this week. Um, Texans and Jags, another big spread. A lot of these games have big spreads. Um, Jags minus nine against the Texans. I'm actually going to take the Jags minus nine. I think the Jags are a much better team. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to figure it out next, this week. Um, this is also a big money, a big spread game with 44% of the tickets being bet on the Texans with 87% of the money. Um, not a lot of people believe in the Jaguars. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to take that minus nine. And it might creep down to minus eight uh, before it's all said and done on Sunday. Um, Bills minus six and a half at Washington. Uh, this game, if this was a plus seven for the Washington Commanders or a plus seven and a half, I l- absolutely love that pick. I am gonna, I'm going to ride with Washington though, and I'm going to go to plus six and a half. Um, obviously, I prefer the plus seven. They're they're probably going to lose by seven, and I'm going to regret taking this because um, that's a key point. But I, I, the Bills played well and they redeemed themselves against the Raiders. But Washington played well and they came back in the game against the Broncos. So. Um, I like, I'm going to stick with Washington there. Atlanta at the Lions. The Lions burned me. And I think at home this week they get back on track at minus three. Um, Desmond Ritter's been playing pretty well. Atlanta's playing okay. Uh, I just feel like, and I know C.J. Gardner-Johnson is out. I believe he's out with uh, torn something. I can't even remember what it is at this point. Um, 
So the defense will be hurting a little bit, but I just feel like I have a good feeling in Dan Campbell and the Lions coming off a loss, especially at home. Uh, Titans at Cleveland. Cleveland minus three and a half. Um, I'm actually going to take the Titans plus three and a half. The Browns defense is really good. The Titans defense is really good. This over-under set at 39 and a half. I like the under. Um, I'll just add that in there as well, especially if it gets at, to 40. I almost want to tease that up to like a 40, pick an alternate under at a 41 or a 40 and a half. Uh, that'd be a good one to look at just because both these defenses are playing very well. It's going to be really hard to score and uh, it's going to play a toll. Oh, and it is worth mentioning. We've talked about the Washington game already, and I will talk about some more as we hit down to lower games, but there's a big tropical storm coming in. Um, that Washington Bills game is going to be a run first game for sure. Um, so that could give the Bills an advantage and keep that game lower scoring too. Uh, also, you have to look at the Patriots and Jets. That over under is currently set at 36 and a half, which makes sense because they both their offenses suck. Um, but also because of the storm. And then there's, oh, I don't see the other game that I was thinking about. There's one more on here. Um, that is a game that you should check out for. Uh, just to see what it's going to look like on Sunday uh, as that storm does continue to roll in. Um, New Orleans and Green Bay. Green Bay minus one and a half. Oh, I, I take New Orleans money line. Let's take it plus one and a half um, money line. I want to put that as a lock too. I like Nola money line. Um, I think Derek Carr and the, I think their defense is really good. They're playing a lot better. They're going to confuse the rookie. Or not the rookie. He seems he's like a rookie almost, but not the rookie love. Um, I think they'll confuse him a little bit, and then Carr and company will win by probably through a field goal to a touchdown. It'll be a closer game. Uh, Chargers at Vikings. I think the Vikings finally do get back on track. Um, the Chargers look like they don't know how to win games. Um, kind of like they're going to be a lot of one-score games that they lose. So I'm just going to continue to roll with the Vikings. I know I've picked them, I think, every week now. Um, I hit they hit the spread last week for me, but they could not hit the win. Um, but we're going to go with them at minus one. The over under that's fifty four. So see if anyone decides to play defense. Patriots and the Jets. Patriots minus two and a half. Um, with the weather and everything else, I'm actually going to give the edge to the Jets. I'm going to take plus two and a half for the Jets. Uh, I think this will be one that the Patriots. Their run game was okay. But Mac Jones passing in bad weather, I'm not sure that I trust. Uh, I don't trust Zach Wilson doing it either, but Zach Wilson can at least run a little bit. Um, and they've got some good running backs on the Jets' side too. So I'm going to go with the Jets at plus 2.5. Uh, Panthers, Seattle. Seattle minus 6.5. I'm going to take that Panther, or that Seattle minus 6.5. I think it was a big win, big confidence boost. Geno Smith and company last week. Um, I think they continue that. Panthers going out west. Not sure that I like that very much. So I'm going to go with Seattle. Cowboys minus 12 and a half against Cardinals. I have to take I have to take the Cowboys minus 12 and a half. Uh, I don't know. I don't the Cardinals are no, I can't I can't pick the Cardinals. Nothing else to say there. Bears KC, KC minus 12 and a half. This game could end up being closer than it really should be. So I'm going to take the Bears at plus 12 and a half. I don't think that KC is going to blow them out of the water that much. I think they're with everything that's been said this week, Fields is going to be able to play, and they're probably going to lose by a touchdown. I don't think it's going to be 14. It's not going to be two to three touchdowns. Um, I think Fields get to play a little bit against Mahomes. And then Kansas City 
offense looked a lot better with Kelsey out there, but still, they're not hitting on all cylinders yet, so I don't foresee this as being a big blowout. Pitt at the Raiders at minus two and a half. Um, the way the Pittsburgh defense played last weekend, or last Friday, Monday, I have to give the edge to them. I'm going to take Pitt at plus two and a half. Um, the Raiders, they, they looked okay for one drive, right? Um, Pittsburgh's defense looked pretty good. Uh, and no, I don't think their QB is worth anything, but Garoppolo might get knocked around a little bit in this game. Uh, I don't, I don't foresee them winning this one. Even if they do, it's going to be one of those one, two, three point games where it comes down to a field goal. And if I lose the spread on that, I lose it on that. Eagles minus five at bucks Monday night. We got two Monday night games again. Um, this is where we're going to see. Are the Buccaneers actually for real, and is Baker Mayfield playing that well? Um, and with the the heat and everything, I'm actually going to take the Bucks at plus five. Might seem like a stretch. I got a weird feeling though that this game is going to be pretty close, maybe even a three point loss by the Bucks, if not a win. Uh, so I'm going to go the Bucks plus five. And the last Monday night game, the Rams and Bengals. Bengals are minus three. I don't know at what point the Bengals get back on track, but I don't think it's here. I'm going to go with the Rams at plus three points in this game. I know that's a West Coast to East. It's never great to pick that, but that's what I'm going to go with for this weekend. And we'll see how I do. Hopefully I can do better than 500. I haven't eclipsed that yet. Uh, only have two locks for this week, so that's all we're going to stick with. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to lock in the Titans in Cleveland uh, under at 39 and a half. I think that gives me my third. Yeah, that gives me three locks for this week, so we'll lock that in. And hopefully next week I'll have some more uh, or a different partner with me so it's not just myself um, and see how he's doing and reflecting after they play another week uh, this week without uh, Nick Chubb. And that is the bottom line.